Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome back to Flushing It Out. My guest today is Marianne Clyde. Welcome, Marianne. Thanks, Samantha. So delighted to be with you. Yes. Uh, Marianne is a celebrity in the Flushing It Out world because she's <laughs> a big part of now why I got started. that sounds really intriguing. <laughs> yes. Like, ooh, tell me more. Marianne is the founder <laughs> of Be The Change. And I reference Be The Change all the time because that is, I think, I give that big credit for, I guess you could say, birthing the podcast. So thank you, Marianne. Oh, my goodness. What a... What a wonderful product of that um, class. I mean, you were, you're just a success story. Oh, well, I'm working on it, right? I'll, I'll receive that. I'll receive it. I'll let all those negative yes, thoughts that absolutely. are creeping in. I'm just going to say, you know what? Yes, thank you. So uh, backstory for anyone, if you haven't listened, uh, I had a, there was a break in a class one day and I said, oh, there's time for me to tell a funny story. And I told it and they laughed and they encouraged me and all of a sudden, this started to unfold this crazy idea. And I've always said, when you have a group of dreamers, entrepreneurial spirits, you know, encouragers come together, big things happen. And so thank you for creating that space for women to really thrive. Oh, wow. It's, a, it's such a neat thing to watch people really succeed and, and grow. I love it. Well, I'm excited to chat today because... Um, you know, not only did you have the vision for helping women and pouring into them for creating businesses, but you, of course, have a therapy background or as a therapist. So, of course, I always want to dig into your your mind more and also very uh, business minded because you're also a business coach helping people succeed. And I feel like what better time, you know, we talk about uh, Susan McCorkendale we, on our last episode, we talked about kind of feeling all the feels through COVID. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on kind of helping us process some of those feelings. And then, you know, moving forward, because yes, we need to acknowledge them. Yes, we need to not qualify them. But we also don't want to sit in them, right, for too long. So I would love to hear some insight from you. Well, you you know, Susan, you mentioned Susan McCorkendale, and she's an inspiration to me because she's such a great author and um, has has written some fun books and and some sad books. and And she's just... As a humorist, she and I have different ways of writing. But um, and when I was trying to get my first book done, um, I, we actually worked together that she was my coach to get through that book because it was sort of a, a, a little agreement that I would work X amount of write at X amount of words a week. And then she would look over and she would add some comments and, and she wasn't editing necessarily, but she was just kind of keeping me moving forward, which you really need to do when you're writing a book. Cause it's so easy to get tired of it, to, to give up, to lay it aside. And, and so she was really inspiring and encouraging to me uh, to get that first book out. So that was, that was, uh, she's a good friend. What a great, I love the uh, juxtaposition of this then. It couldn't be more perfect then. That's right. That's right. You have such a unique mindset. So I would love to hear, have you share some of your background, you know, of kind of how, you know, your your uh, background with therapy 
um, how your background with helping others, how it's kind of turned into this new season of your life. Yeah, I, what we were talking about before we went on camera was that it it was not something I had planned. You know, when I retired my and sold my practice, that was it. I, I um, put my license on inactive status and I was a grandma and a mom to my Labrador retrievers and and just doing some volunteer work. And so um, it's just something that because of the year of COVID, that we were all kind of forced to pivot in some way. And, um, and both nonprofit organizations that I was in leadership positions with, the local chamber of commerce and the Be the Change, both were forced to make some sacrifices and, um, went through a little bit of hardship that year. And so then in the summer, I'm just looking at, um, some business coaching opportunities with, with, uh, Don Miller, who I, I followed for years and really like him. And, um, I thought, wow, I didn't know Don had a business coaching thing. And, uh, he's so, such a normal person and so smart and so easy to listen to that I, I took some training from him and got certified with the Business Made Simple certified business coach. And because, I was becoming chairman of the chamber coming up and be the change did a new strategic plan and had to change our way of doing business because we weren't really prepared to go online. So um, the way I view COVID is that, you know, sometimes things happen that force you to change. And some of those changes may have been necessary, but nobody really likes change. You know, it's like, takes work and thought and, and it's so much easier to go on as you've always gone, gone on. And, um, and so I thought, wow, this business coaching would help me with my volunteer work. And then, uh, it occurred to me that everybody has had a rough time in their business over the last year. And I've got, like you said, I've got the therapy skills and they are easily married to business coaching skills. And, um, and so it just was like a no brainer for me was not thinking of business. I really liked retirement. I just I was thinking, yeah, there's just something when the spirit moves you, you know, when those pieces fall together, how can you not? How can you not move forward in it? Yeah, yeah. So So, it's been wonderful. Yeah. I'm excited for you. I know that you have been a wealth of knowledge and your book, your, the class you taught at Be the Change was um, Managing Stress. Yes. And I, and I left that and I was so um, encouraged. And I remember you were even like, are you really this excited about it? I was like, yes, I just need to be poured into, you know, you can tell those areas that like, you just need wisdom spoken into you. And so, as I said, you know, Susan and I kind of talked about feeling the feels. And so what has been your either whether personally your go-to or sharing with others because it's so hard to navigate the feelings when you're comparing them to other people and and businesses too you know you mentioned businesses struggling and so you think well it's not as bad as xyz it's not as bad as this so how do you how do you help kind of guide people through that well first of all i guess the main thing that came to mind when you said that is 
you never compare your own feelings to somebody else. I, sh- I shouldn't be sad. I shouldn't be scared. At least we have something to eat. Well, you know, at least we have a house over our heads. Yeah. I mean, always look for the good. Um, I, I did watch Pollyanna again the other night. Remember we were talking yes. about that <laughs> and, and her, her stick is, you know, let's play the glad game. And, um, but that's such a, a, a positive approach to life is because Yes, I have some negative feelings. Yes, you have some negative feelings, but mine don't negate yours, nor vice versa. And, um, you know, when I was a therapist, I, I would also take trips to developing countries and work with child soldiers and rape victims and um, people who are starving and things like that. And people, I would come back and people would say, you know, well, my marriage has fallen apart, but I shouldn't. It's nothing like what you're just witnessing. Yeah. And I would always say, you know what? Your problems are your problems. Your perception is very real. Your situation is a problem for you. And so we need to find solutions for you. And it's the same thing with the business world. You know, my business may not be failing like your business is failing or whatever, but it still needs work, you know? And so... Um, Comparing ourselves to others, just totally non-productive in any area. She's funnier than I am. She's prettier than I am. He's smarter than I am. You know, that, that, so what? You know, that, that's not the issue. The issue is if you're not where you want to be, let's get you where you want to be. Yes. And, um, and feelings are normal. Yeah. They're, they might not be healthy if you sit and marinate in them, but they're certainly normal. I, I, and, uh, and shouldn't be disregarded. Yeah. My husband and I, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, there, there's, oh, this is bad to feel this way versus it being a sign of something else. You know, it's kind of the hand on the stove, like, oh, you touch it, you kind of know. So it's like, okay, there's certain feelings that, oh, I'm feeling this instead of being, oh, shove that away. It's that, hmm, what's this trying to tell me? And exactly. There's yes. a lot of opportunity exactly for that. Exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. But so we've sat in the feelings, I'd say, um, for me personally, if I were to look at my life, um, cause I had seen you a few months ago and I said, you know, it's, I've had a great year. It's been lots of fun things happening and growing, but I've also had some struggles, no different than anyone else in 2020, right? You know, it may, or it's, uh, same, it's same storm, different boats. And I'd even say there's different storms as well. You know, there's, there's one big storm that everyone's experiencing, but each individually has different storms on top of the other. And so I think a common thing beyond the common feeling of, you know, that struggle or those, those feelings, it's that desire to move forward. And, you know, Susan talks about resiliency a lot. And so, you know, being the woman of wisdom that you are, the question I would have, the question that comes to mind, at least for me personally, and maybe for others is when you're in the midst of the storm, how do you, how do you move forward or how do you know kind of the right steps to move forward? And so whether that's in a business sense or just kind of any sort of getting the wheels going. That's a great question. And it's, it's a loaded question with, (laughs) there's a lot to talk about in there, but the wind is going to blow you around. Circumstances are going to come and go. Circumstances are going to try to knock you off base. It doesn't matter what the problem is. Circumstances happen. And 
So the very first thing to make sure that you don't get rooted up is to make sure you're digging your roots deep into truth and, and, and what is real and what is not real. And, um, you know, circumstances are going to change too. You know, the storm will move on, Mm -hmm. but you have to make sure that it doesn't pull you out and just cause you to stop living. Mm -hmm. So, um, the very first thing I'd say is you dig your roots in. That's where I think the practice of meditation comes in. Some kind of mindfulness, some kind of meditation or prayer, um, regular practice deepens your roots. And the deeper your roots can go in the knowledge of truth of who you are. And, and um, you know, I, I always say that that in meditation, we, we recognize our oneness with the creator, no matter how you view that, um, or, or, or what you meditate in, or who you pray to. The fact is that you are one with that creator of the universe. And in my opinion, he's love and joy and peace and patience and strength and wisdom and creativity. And the more I can dip into that and get my roots deep in that, the more I become like him, the more I recognize that I am one with all of that. And and that connects us to one another as well. And so when you're one with love and joy and peace and creativity, uh, a little disappointment or um, whether it's a big scary storm um, or a big scary pandemic, Um, Yes, stuff happens, but it doesn't have to destroy who you are. As long as you stay focused on the reality of life is eternal and you're connected to that. And that's never going to change ever Mm. by anything. And, um, And that's the first step, in my opinion, of staying grounded, whether it's a business or a personal situation. Yeah, I think that's so important. I love how you said digging, digging the roots deep and mm-hmm. connecting to the truth and who you are. I, mm-hmm. I know from experience that is very true. So, yeah. So once yeah. you're grounded, grounded in that truth, grounded in how you know who you are, what's something you can do to kind of take that next step? Because I, I always love that just do the next right thing. So, and that's why sometimes you might be at a place where it's too, it's too much to move forward. Maybe you just need to stay in that digging of the roots phase, you know, but well, and yeah, because that creates a silence Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't be afraid of silence because the truth reveals itself in silence. The way reveals itself as you're quiet and just listen. And, and when, when you nurture that still small voice, you'll be able to hear it better and you'll know what the next step to take, or maybe who the person is that you should contact, or the next move you need to make financially, or uh, you might find something happens in your life is maybe that's not even being productive. Maybe that's something you should even stop being involved in. But but the silence will lead you, you know, the stillness leads to the silence, and the silence leads you to the wisdom that gives you 
the plan. You know, have you ever lost your car keys and you're running around the house in a panic going, oh my God, what is, you know, you're looking in the refrigerator, you're looking in the, the bathroom, you're, you're thinking the dog took it, the kids hit it, somebody, who, who stole my keys, you know? And, and, the, and when you're in a panic, you can never find anything. But when you stop, you take a deep breath, you detach from that drama, oh, I left them in the laundry room. You know, it, it just, you can't find things in a panic. Do you know why? Tell me. <laughs> your IQ goes down. When, when, you're, when you're stressed and you're angry or you're terrified or, or shall we say the technical term I think is in a tizzy, <laughs> um, you, your, your, your brain is in fight or flight mode, which mm -hmm. means... Um, all that lovely uh, blood and oxygen leaves the frontal, uh, prefrontal cortex and goes right to the, that amygdala, which is your stress center. And, and, and that's where, <laughs> that's where tizzy, tizzy exists. Yeah. And, um, and as long as you're doing that, you're not able to access your executive functioning, which is where your decision making skills are made. It's where, it's where your ability to step back and see, oh, that person has a valid opinion here, or that's another way of looking at things. And when, when you're like this all tensed up, you can't see the forest for the trees, essentially. You have to back up and go, ah, the laundry room. I was in there last and I took them out of my pocket and laid them on the counter. And, and that's when, when you calm down. So taking a deep breath and just detaching from the drama gives you that moment to choose another option from panic. Mm. And, um, do you know, um, Victor Frankel? The name sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. Okay, so he wrote he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. He was a um, a prisoner in four different concentration camps. Mm. His family was killed in the concentration camps, and during that time, he survived. He was a psychiatrist and a neurologist, um, and and had this idea that um, that we can choose our attitude and our mindset in any given situation. He and Pollyanna would have gotten along great because you focus on what's working, what makes you happy, what's good. Um, you know, maybe, maybe what's good in a concentration camp is that you're not going to be here forever. It might feel like forever or, or mm -hmm. that, um, you might not have liked the broth they served you, but at least they served you something, you know. Mm -hmm. And and he, one of his quotes that I really, really appreciate is, between stimulus, the panic event, and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our freedom. And that is your freedom to choose your response. And so you are... You are, your freedom is between this stimulus and this reaction. Boom, right there. You have, take a breath, 
take a second, let your mind calm down, and you can think things through much, much better. That taking a breath is huge. Yeah. I love that. It's a the, little the thing. Between, that space between therein lies the freedom. That's really, really powerful. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's free. I mean, it, it's cheaper than therapy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> cheaper than therapy and you don't even have to start a podcast to get therapy the there the pseudotherapy that I call like oh good this is this is wonderful that actually made me think of a question which um cuz you know I feel Pollyanna was one of my favorites growing up and I'm like well maybe that's my positive mindset that I have one thing I have asked myself in 2020 um kind of walking through a difficult season is you know how do I know that I'm not just thinking positive so I guess there's forcing been a it. forcing it. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, for me, I kind of want to ask the question a little bit more universally, because for me, what 2020 has shown me, it, I, I, I was able to see the gift of time as a way to, um, I can't think how I said it, but kind of con- to be a gift because you allow healing to take place. You allow, um, you know, kind of confirmation with, you know, doing hard work and things like that. But in the beginning, I remember thinking with some hard stuff, well, how do I know that it's really good or getting better versus me just think positive, you know, kind of the, the, um, what Pollyanna. So if you don't, listeners don't know Pollyanna, old Disney movie. Um, <laughs> they should get it. I know, go watch it. Um, and so, yeah, that I can't, I don't think I asked the question very well, but kind of just that when you're in, let's say, let's rephrase it like this. When you're in a tender place and you're wanting to think positive and move forward in a positive direction, but there's that hurt there, how do you know that you're, you know, how can you stay in that place of thinking positive, but without feeling like you're repressing your feelings? Okay. So I guess that's a technicality that's really (laughs) good to address because you had mentioned that, that there's, there's healing in time. However, only if your brain helps you get there. So if you've got that hurt, you've been betrayed. It's funny. I just, I, I think I even wrote this in my journal this morning, but it's, it's like you've been betrayed. You're hurt. You're angry. You're feeling insecure. And, and if you nurse that son of a gun, they, they shouldn't have done that. They're really evil. I really hate them. Nothing's going to make me get better. You know, and, and your brain goes down that spiral of despair, essentially. Um, there won't be any healing. Hmm. There, time will not bring healing. Time will bring sickness and death because your physicality depends on your mindset. You can drive yourself into a deep anger pit place that um, the bitterness kind of wraps this root around your heart and chokes out your good health because it it just makes you vulnerable to illness. So if you just choose not to just put on a happy face with gritted teeth, that's, that's the thing. Oh, hi, Samantha. I'm not mad at you, really. You know, that kind of thing. That's that TMJ um, starting right there. <laughs> right, right. Uh, there. So um, you, you genuinely have to look at what is good in that situation. How can I grow from this? 
And you can choose to be angry and bitter and stay there, but that's what I mean. If you marinate in that place, I think of it like a, um, you know, if you're, you're following a river and, and a little bit of water runs off and forms a puddle in the side while the rest of the river runs merrily by and keeps moving and stays fresh and stays cold and stays um, a healing place for the fish and all the other life that's in there. It feels good to, you know, um, splash up against your face. But that little piece that stopped flowing and it gets still, it gets warm, it breeds mosquitoes, it and other creepy crawlies. And um, that's the technical term. <laughs> and and it, it gets algae in it and it smells bad. It's, it's um, stopped the flow mm. because it decided to stay in a place of anger and bitterness. Mm -hmm. And when you stop the flow and stay in a place of anger and bitterness, you lose your creativity, you lose your um, your wisdom, your ability to, because again, that amygdala is continually being fed um, with your blood flow of anger and hate and bitterness. And you're not releasing it into that prefrontal cortex where you have to keep the flow going. You have to keep the thoughts healthy. So it's not a good or bad thought. It's like, is this good for my health? Is this good for my relationships? Is this good for my business? And, yeah. um, you know, and I, I have battled with, with uh, anger and bitterness and, and, and held on to mm -hmm. those lovely feelings longer than I should have. And, and until I actually said, you know what, I'm just not going to do that anymore. It, it actually is a decision. You can almost feel yourself all tensed up behind a wall and you're, you have a right to be angry mm -hmm. and, and, and that person was a creep and, and they did steal your money or break mm -hmm. your heart or whatever it is. All that's true. Mm -hmm. But you are the one that's sitting there with your energy stopped up and polluted. You just have to let it go and say, you know what? It's a choice. I'm not going to change what happened. I, I have to forgive and let that go because it blocks my creativity. It mm -hmm. blocks my ability to make money. Mm -hmm. It blocks my ability to make friends and relationships. And, and you just start thinking about, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. Am I going to be an old, bitter lady who, who, you know, just looks out the corner of her curtains and gets ticked <laughs> off when the kids play in her yard? Yeah, get off or, my lawn. <laughs> I know, your dog peed on my grass. And, and, or are you going to throw the curtains open wide, enjoy the sunshine, and and understand that, well, you know, frankly, to go with your theme, shit happens. It does. Am that I allowed happens. to say that on this yes. show? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, my Flushing. kids, as they say, they're like... Flushing it out. Yeah, they're like, mom says that all the time. I'm like, I don't say it in my normal talk. Just when I talk about, you know, the, the real podcast. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but that's the truth. You know, it's, yeah. it's people are going to disappoint you simply because they're people. Yeah, we're really. human. 
it really doesn't have anything to do with you. It just has to do with the fact that they're human. They're yeah. dealing with their stuff. Yep. It's not always healthy. Mm-hmm. But are you going to let somebody else's bad behavior or pathology ruin your joy? Because mm-hmm. joy is part of that that comes when you're grounded. Joy is part of who you really are. Love and joy and peace. That's your natural birthright. Are you going to give that up to some creep? Mm. Nah. Nah. And you just proved the point of why, you know, with, with business coaching, um, I have, I have had, you know, a friend, some friends that are coaches and it's like, we all, I always joke with them. I'm like, you know, people always think they're getting into it for the technical stuff. I just need help doing this. And it's like, you know, it always goes back to the heart stuff. It always goes, you know, you have to peel the layers back sometimes, maybe a little with people, but, um, but when you were saying that, I was like, that's why it always goes back to the heart stuff because of the blocked amygdala. Like if, you know, so if you're struggling, you know, it's kind of a joke, like, you know, not that I know completely with corporate, but it's like people going through hard times. It shows up in their work. Not that that's a joke, but you know, that's a, you just know that, you know, you just know, like if someone's work is slipping or something. And so, you know, we think that we can compartmentalize life and we can say, okay, well, I'm going to work over here and I'm going to do this and this is falling apart, but I'm just going to pour into here, but it doesn't work that way. Cause you're the same person. Right. No matter it, where you're it, going, it, it'll work for a while. You mm-hmm. can, you can double down on the finances. You can, you can redo your books. You can read self-help books. You, you can concentrate and I'm going to fix this. But the bottom line is if you don't relax and don't pull yourself back from the drama, you're not going to be able to see that maybe you should fire that person or maybe, you know, so just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you don't act on, on what happened. Um, you still might have to file a lawsuit. If somebody embezzled money from you, mm-hmm. you still might have to get divorced. Mm-hmm. You still might have to, um, I don't know, just fix it. Yeah. But the fact is you have to fix it here. The other yeah. stuff the other stuff is doable, but it's your choice. Yeah. That's kind of like just the details. Like, of course, if, if it's it's the consequences to the action is kind of what I'm hearing is that there's still, I, I like that freedom that the consequences appropriately will play out, but that way, emotionally, you're not holding on to those, you know, you're releasing those. So yeah, you can move on bigger and better stuff is out there waiting for you. And, it, and if your business is in a, a lurch, We can fix that, but Mm -hmm. not until you take that deep breath, stimulus and response. And, you know, another thing Viktor Frankl says that, that I think is really important and that I teach even as I'm coaching, business coaching, is that people, people's biggest need is meaning, Mm -hmm. not happiness, as Freud would say. But Viktor Frankl, who was a contemporary of Freud, um, says man's biggest need is meaning. So, and in the absence of meaning, that's when they pursue pleasure. But, um, you know, that's, that's when you go out and get drunk. That's when you, you know, when you don't find meaning, you go to the lesser things. So he encourages people to have a project to work on. Mm. Have a team of people that love you and support you in that project. And then, and, and have a, um, shall we call it a redemptive view of suffering? 
a, a view that says, well, darn it, that hurt. But you get yourself back up again, you know, and you keep moving forward. So those three things, you know, a project, redemptive view of suffering, and a group of people that you surround yourself with that genuinely love you. You know, and it's, it's, it's funny to watch my, my two-year-old grandson. I mean, he's a, a running machine. All, that's all he does now. You know, so it's run, run, Allow. run, trip, trip, run, 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 trip, run, run, run. And he always just kind of picks himself up and, and he falls on the driveway on the gravel. You know, it's like, and I'm thinking, Ooh, oh no, but just picks himself yeah. up and keeps going. And that's yeah. what we need to do. It's all part of learning to run. You are going to fall. You, you need to pick yourself up and move forward. And um, I learned a lot from two-year-olds just watching them. Amen. That is true. Oh, man, I love that is the meaning. So true. So true. And you basically just summed up how I made it through 2020. And I wouldn't have known to list those things. But I am grateful for those because I think you're right. It, it really gives you it's just that bigger purpose. I thought it, purpose, when you were, yeah. yeah, when you were talking before, you know, in like, I guess you could say in the Christian world, they talk a lot about, you know, you have that hole and it's a whole God can only fill type of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. you keep searching for this other meaning, you know, you in kind of looking for that next best thing. And so that'll look different maybe to other people, but. Well, you know, that's an interesting thing too, because people will sit around and say, I have this empty place, but I'm just going to sit here and wait for God to show me what it is. Mm. And, and then you have these dreams, but I don't know if I'm going to do that because I don't know if that's God's will. But you know what? God gives you those uh, desires. God gives you uh, desires according to your ability and your dreams because you have a unique place in the world. I mean, honestly, Samantha, who else is going to do a show about flesh in a toilet? I mean, really, you have this unique place in the world. And... Um, and if you, if you didn't have the, the strength and, and, and courage to step in that, not the poop, but the, um, no, you know, and I will step in it I'd too, because <laughs> that's going to happen too, right? But if you didn't take the, have the courage to step forward in that, the world would not know the joy that you can bring and the wisdom that you bring in your everyday experiences that you draw out of people. And it is such a gift. And and it, w- it could so easily have been pushed aside just because you thought, well, it's just telling a story here and there. Well, no, no, uh-uh. it's a gift. And it it's a gift from God. And you have the responsibility to play that out because you bring joy and that's what we're all about. We are, we are made of joy and we're to spread joy and you do every single day of your life. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. It's um, this, the 2020 for me, I think I said this on Susan's podcast was um, testing. A th- 2019 was testing a theory of, you know, wanting to, you know, shine a light on the hard things and kind of breaking that ice with humor. And, you know, this, this kind of uh, Pollyanna view, you know, (laughs) for this end, I feel like 2020 was where the rubber met the road of like, okay, I thought this message was for other people, but it was for me and I needed to walk it out, but I'm leaving 2020 with 
even more conviction. You know, I was, I remember um, at our first Ignite Fock year meeting and I was really nervous to kind of really explain what I was doing. And you were there and you made such, I mean, that's why I just, I really am very in, grateful for you. But I remember you just, it was like that, you know, mom, like you can do it, honey, you can tell your story. <laughs> and, um, and so throughout this year, there's been times where I felt like I needed to play small, you know, like oh, I, I, I'm in this certain room, not too much for real because of COVID, but, you know, I'm in this space where I feel like I need to, to push it down a little more, you know, who I am or my story. And it's just kind of, once you go through some you know, probably the hard knocks of life and you go through some stuff. It's like, you know what, if people, if I'm not someone's cup of tea, or if someone doesn't want to hear this message, I now have the confidence to say, oh, that's them, you know, whoever's meant to, to hear this or to do this, like, and, and that's kind of goes back to the suffering and finding the purpose and the meaning and the suffering and the hard times. And so, and, and we were not created to play small. Hmm. The truth is we're created to inspire one another because as you rise up, people are watching you and and we're all leaders in some circle and people are always watching. And you know that because they're always talking too. So, So as you rise up, you kind of give permission of all the people that are watching you to also rise up. And if if you can't see that our world needs a better energy than it's been having lately, we need people to rise up in, in inspiration, in joy, and, and truth, and just move forward um, so that other people feel empowered by you. And so, yeah, it's not humility to think small of yourself. It's not. Well, I hope that everyone listening heard those words and took them to heart because I appreciate them for me. And I know that that's, that's the message that I know both of us want to put out to people. So thank you for that. Exactly. That's why you do what you do. And I love it. Oh, thank you so much. And I know that you have um, the hero on a mission workshop. And so if you would, I'd love to hear about that before we say goodbye, because I know that you just have such a gift to, to give. So Oh, thank you. You know, that the Hero and a Mission workshop that I do about once a month is, is so extremely powerful. And, and part of it is, is because it includes that mindset from Viktor Frankl mm-hmm. that, that, uh, it helps you get this big vision, this almost an embarrassing vision to tell anybody. This is, this is what I really want to do. I'll go work at the store or whatever, but, this is what I really want to do. And then we help you reverse engineer it from like 10 years, five years, one year, all the way down to, so what do I have to do today? And what do I have to not do today in order to keep me on this track? Because I don't know about you, but I'm easily distracted. You know, it's always like squirrel, you know, mm-hmm. do this. <laughs> and, right. And so um, it, it, it is a life-changing day-to-day way of, of helping your vision come into clarity and actually happen. And, um, and it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's almost like a miracle. And I, I've gotten such good feedback from it. And it, it continues to surprise me that, that people come for hours 
and get a framework to make their vision come true. And this time of year, you know, we're recording, it's, it's um, coming up on New Year's, but at any time throughout the year when you move forward, you know that your um, New Year's resolutions usually last about two weeks and, and then you get tired of being on the diet and you get tired of exercising and you get tired of being nice to your mother-in-law. It's just, you get tired. Um, but this is a framework that keeps you going and keeps you surrounded by those people that you love and keeps nurturing your relationships and keeps um, validating your goal. Mm. And, uh, and so, yeah. And, and uh, I, have, I have at my website, they, I just keep a running list of when they're offered. So you just can go to businessyourway.solutions slash events. And that's when you see everything that's happening. And uh, I can just see more about that kind of stuff. Thank you for asking. Yes, I think it's perfect. And as you were talking, I was thinking the whole time about the visual you said that that Victor said between the stimulus and was it the action? The response. The response, yeah. Stimulus and response. There's yeah. a space for here. Yep. And, and I see spaces right in your brain. Exactly. And it's like if we have that bigger mission and that bigger purpose when you're in that space, it, I feel like that, you know, can help for at least for me, you know, okay, I know what my bigger purpose is. So I want to make this decision, but exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. You got it. You yeah. got it, girl. Well, and going. Um, so because I have you here and, you know, this is my, like my bonus therapy time. Um, I talked to Susan, <laughs> we were talking about the COVID weight gain. And I said how, you know, 2020 for me, you know, I saw I read a quote somewhere that said, and it was by a nutritionist who's not part of the diet culture, but it talked about how emotional eating is a coping mechanism, you know, and instead of it being, you know, kind of negative, it's like, it's a coping mechanism and you do it for a period of time. And just, I can't remember how they said it, but it just totally gave me that piece of, okay, I'm doing the best I can. And so that's kind of, if that's the one area where, whether it was on the back burner, I can't even think of the right words, but I just did what I had to do. I needed that dopamine hit, whatever. Um, but in the last couple of weeks, I just have felt this weight off my shoulders. And when you talked about that place, it's like, I can now feel, I can see that place now where I think for most of 2020 and if other people can relate to it, that's why I'm also sharing it. You know, it's that, that space might be so small because of that stress. And once that stress gets decreased and you're able to have that time and breathe and whatnot, perhaps it opens up that space more. Yeah, absolutely. And you had said the, the weight gate thing. My, I just have to say my stepson, Rob, uh, over COVID has lost uh, about 125 pounds. Wow. Probably in the course of, uh, I forget exactly when he started, but, um, COVID could have easily thrown him off in mm-hmm. March. And um, and yet he stayed focused mm-hmm. and he found value and purpose in what mm-hmm. he was doing and why. And um, just looks like a totally different person with with more energy. And, and, yeah. um, and it's much, much healthier at this point now. And, and so, again, it was the mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, my mindset seems to say, Ah, stress, potato chips. Mm-hmm. His mindset goes, ah, stress, double down on the diet. Yeah. You know, because I'm going to be healthy. I'm, and that was his 
goal. I yeah. mean, he's a father of young kids, and he says, "I've I've got to, I've got yeah. to stay healthy." The and goal. that was his motivation. It's amazing what our yeah. kids motivate us to do. So true, and and that's actually you know, and just speaking from me, it's one of those things that there was other priorities in front of that that needed mm-hmm. to be attended to. And now right. that those things have been tended to, it's like, okay, now I can focus on this and just kind exactly. of giving myself that grace um, huge. has been huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So important. Yeah. We are so hard on ourselves. Well, Marianne, thank you so much for being on today. I just, I love you so much. I think you are an incredible woman that everyone should know. And so I'm just so grateful for you. Samantha, thank you so much. I mean, what a treat just to get sit down face to face with you. I know. And I really, really appreciate it. So thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you. Well, I hope you'll come back as we continue to flesh it out. And um, I just thank you for making an impact, you know, on your community and on truly the world, because I know you've been all over in your books. And I just appreciate you putting the good out into the world that you do. So thank you so much. Thank you. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Please visit our website at flushingitout.com for all things flushing and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.